You're listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kamajis, a licensed clinical social worker with a multi-state online therapy practice. I have a passion for empowering women and mom therapists to break free of the fear, overwhelm, and oppressive systems that hold them back from taking action and building the private practice of their dreams. My goal is for you to boldly believe in yourself as a clinician and business owner. If you're looking for a place to learn practice building strategy and skill while also claiming your own power as a woman and a therapist, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm really excited to be sitting down to chat today with my guest, Mackenzie Bradkey. She is the owner of Follow Your Arrow Counseling, creator of Middle Path Wellness Collective in a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. She's been in private practice part-time since 2007 and full-time since 2017. She works with moms, therapists, and therapists who are moms, specializing in the mother load. Mackenzie, thank you for being here today. I'm excited to chat with you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited too. So I'm always curious how people got their start. Like what led you to private practice? What led you to the work that you're doing now? I always had an interest in not doing case management. Um, (laughs) So I started, I worked with a um, psychiatrist in um, community-based mental health and she was always very supportive of us kind of branching out and doing private practice um, with her. And so um, that started my part-time private practice. And then my daughter kind of um, pushed me into full-time private practice. She is adopted. And so after we got her um, as a newborn, a few months later, I got a cold that I couldn't get rid of because I was working again Um, I was actually working in hospice at that time, but um, I was just working too much, trying to do all the things as a mom, be the perfect mom, the perfect employee, the perfect everything. And um, I tanked and I ended up in the hospital and my husband said, you're not going back there. I said, okay, I agree. (laughs) So now, so um, yeah, so I went into full-time private practice in um, 2017. I worked for a group and then um, a year later I went out specifically on my own, not working for a group, just working for myself. So it's been awesome. I love it. Yeah. What was that like for you to realize (laughs) this job is making me sick almost, right? Like I can't keep doing this. Cause I think for a lot of us, we get into something and we're like, well, this is what I'm quote unquote, supposed to do, or this is what I went to school for and kind of have a hard time letting go of that. What was that like for you to be like, no, this isn't working for me anymore. It was really hard because, um, I am a perfectionist (laughs) and I wanted to do all the things and I loved hospice. I would possibly still be there if that hadn't happened, but being taken out of your house by an ambulance is a very humbling experience and just the bouncing up and down of I can breathe one day and the next day I can't and just waiting too long and then my husband having to call an ambulance and yeah and then I think him also telling me how scary that was for him and that he doesn't want to like do life without me and our daughter needed us and, or needed me as well. And, 
I think kind of getting over myself to like recognizing, okay, you really need to stop. You really need to, to put your family first and just let go of the perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a lot of us in this field that fight that, right. And the supposed to's and like, this is, this wasn't the plan. Right. And so like, what do I do now with that? Totally. So I know you work primarily with moms and therapist Mm -hmm. moms in your practice. What led you to that niche to work in? Um, I've always enjoyed working with other women, um, like the older teenage bracket, young adult, but I think really just being a mom myself and realizing what a, um, can I, can I curse a little bit? Go ahead. Okay? okay, great. Yeah. Just kind of recognizing what a shit show that is and yeah. um, recognizing that like, I need other people to be like, oh yeah, no, it's okay. Like I let my kid eat sugar for breakfast, you know, whatever, sure. whatever the case may be. And just kind of normalizing the, um, the things that we're not supposed to do or the things that I'm never going to do that as a parent. Right. Yeah. I did them all. Yep. 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 <laughs> out, the window. out the window. So I really just started focusing and then obviously the pandemic hit. And so really focusing on that with moms and, and working um, professionals who are also moms and then, I mean, I'm a therapist. I love therapists. We, we are human beings and we tend to forget that very, yeah. very easily. So I want to be someone for them that they can come to my office and put that therapist part of them aside right. and just be the person that they are. Well, and I think one of the things that's been so hard the last three years is we've all Mm -hmm. been wearing all the hats, especially if you have a family and Mm -hmm. you know, you've been in practice, whether you've been working for a group, solo Mm -hmm. practice, community mental health, whatever it is, like we've been doing it all. And where has been the space to take care of ourselves? Yeah. And I think another piece to that too, is we were doing all of that without, without a transition. We were doing that without the commute home. And I mean, my stair steps were not enough of a commute (laughs) to like let go of the day and jump into mom or, you know, whatever the next thing was, everything was done in the same place. And that was fun for a minute, but then it got (laughs) old real fast. I'm like, sure, I can do this for two weeks. Of course, this will be fun family time. Like I don't have to go anywhere. I can wear like pajama pants to do my sessions. Yes, please. No, no, thank you. That's I'm I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) Very quickly I was done. Yeah. Well, and the hard part, I think, well, I mean, there's been so many hard parts, but I think, (laughs) I think one of the hard parts, like when I think back to that time was we didn't have clarity on like, how long did we Mm -hmm. have to do this? Right. Yeah. I remember when they said, okay, you're home for two weeks. Right. There was something in me at the time. I was like, I don't think it's going to be that. I really don't think it is. I couldn't tell you what it was going to be, but I don't think it's going to be that. And it just kept going and going. And I think that made things challenging Mm -hmm. because if you can tell me you've got three more days of this, you're like, okay, right. 
I can find the strength. Right. But no one could tell us when does this end? And I know, especially for moms that I've worked with and talked with adaptation fatigue, Mm -hmm. right. Where you're like, okay, today, this is what we're doing. And this is, I figured it out. And the next thing, you know, the game has changed and it's like, oh no, no, now this is it. And like, we're tired from that. Oh yeah. Exhausted physically and emotionally. And like trying to explain to my daughter, she was three at the time she had just started preschool, um, in January and trying to explain to her and her three-year-old mind why we have to wear masks. Yeah. Why we can't go anywhere. Cause she's like, mom, I want to go, go, go. Like we were used to going and doing right. things and even just going to the store. She's like, mom, I want to go. I'm like, not without this mask. And for a while, like, no, you're absolutely not going. And our household was, um, immune compromised. And so we had to be extra, extra careful. And so all of those extra precautions too. And again, just trying to get her to understand that. No, I had found out I was pregnant with our second exactly a month before our state was shut down. And so, you know, there was a lot at the time that was like, we don't know what this means, right? Like we don't know. And so, yeah, we, we took a lot of precautions too. And it was one of those things where as a mom, I'm like worried for this baby, I'm worried for my son. And yet you're also trying to balance, like, I need you to understand you have to like take these precautions, but I don't want to scare you, but I also need you to understand like this is serious. And so I'm carrying around that anxiety daily. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going into sessions where Mm -hmm. I'm trying to hold space for clients who are also carrying that around daily. Yep. That was weird. (laughs) Yeah. We don't often go through the same thing that our clients do. And so I don't even know how to describe that. It was in a strange way. It was comforting and yet very surreal And to be perfectly honest, it was probably less therapeutic some days than it needed to be or anybody wanted it to be. And it was just really kind of just sharing, like, what are you doing for this? Like, oh, I found a new recipe, please send it. Cause okay, great. Cause I'm tired of everything that I'm cooking and we ordered from this restaurant and this, you know, like just trying to figure out again, how to do daily life but with all of these changes and it just really was for a lot of people. And I was working with teens at the time. A lot of them just wanted, like, I was the only person like outside of their house that they had with. And so they just really wanted to chit chat. I'm like, okay, go for it. Like, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. It just needed to be that because that was the, the one normal ish thing that they had. And so We did it. We did it. Yeah. We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice. 
real life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources and customizable plug and send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. Like at the time of this recording, um, we're a couple of days out from a recent shooting um, mm-hmm. in Nashville. And you and I were chatting a little bit before we hit record just about mm-hmm. the challenges that we have been facing the last few years and even still continue to face when there are collective experiences that yeah. our clients are going through. And we're like, yeah, I'm processing this too. I'm curious yeah. for you, especially as, a therapist who you're a mom, you specialize mm-hmm. in working with moms. You also yeah. specialize in working with therapists who are moms, yeah. how you hold space for that for others, but also try to hold space for yourself while like you're mm-hmm. still trying to process some of this stuff. It's funny you ask about that. Cause I actually talked to two separate clients about that shooting and, um, oh gosh, now I don't even remember. It wasn't too long ago, St. Louis had one of their own mm-hmm. shootings. Um, and so that was, that was way too close to home to be sure. perfectly honest. I don't have a good answer. Um, <laughs> because I am a human being right. <laughs> before I'm a therapist. And so I told both of my clients very honestly this morning that I really just have to kind of shut myself off. Otherwise I'm not leaving my house again. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to drop my daughter off at school because she goes to a private school and like, that was supposed to be safe. Right. Like that's not why we sent her there, but like, that was like, okay. Like the odds of that happening are maybe a little bit less or not, maybe not now, you know, for sure it's not. And so that's really scary. So I feel like we're kind of like, here we go again. Here is this, like you said, this collective trauma that we're experiencing at the same time. And for me to hold space for them, I have to shut my own brain off and distance myself very, very far from that. And that is so incredibly not healthy for me to do and not what I would, would want them to do. Yeah. But for me to be able to support them, I have to. Do you find that you give yourself space to process it later on? Or is it like, no, I just, I can't let myself go there. Um, I can't let myself go there to be perfectly honest. And that is, that is unfortunate (laughs) because I, I am, I am a mom and you're human and and I'm human. Yeah. And we deal with a lot of heavy stuff personally, professionally, it's just really hard. And I, I think therapists um, collectively just really kind of suck at self-care. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I feel, I feel like I can say that and, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, but we do, we, we suck. And that's why it was really important for me to start working with therapists and therapists who are moms, because that's just kind of a different animal in itself sure. being a therapist, but then you throw in the mom part and it's like even different and, right. and encouraging them and giving them the avenue to take care of themselves. Yeah. We hold space for some really heavy mm-hmm. stuff and like mm-hmm. we have the privilege to be the person that someone is sharing 
with yeah. a, with about this stuff, yeah. but when it's separate from what yeah. our experience is, it is a little bit easier to come out of Absolutely. session. Like, okay, that was a lot, yeah. but now I can tend to my own things or I can process exactly. my own things. When yeah. I think back to, especially again, like during the last three, three years of the pandemic where you're like, yeah. yes, I'm processing this stuff mm-hmm. and I can't escape it when I leave my office. It's exactly. right there in my face. Oh. That makes yes. it so much harder when it hits Absolutely. very close to home. Yeah. I remember having my own therapy session sometime during the pandemic. And I said to my therapist, I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk about COVID today. And I'm apologizing because I know what it's like <laughs> to be on that end, because this is literally all right. everybody is talking to you about. Right. And it's like, yeah. you can't escape it. And it's, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard when your clients are going through the same stuff you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And kind of on the flip side of that, there is again, some little bits of comfort that, Mm. that I think like our clients sometimes are like, but do you really get where I'm coming from? Like, do you really understand why I'm like so upset about this or whatever? Or, you know, like, but do you have kids question? Right. Right. And, And so I think for them, to know that we're also trudging through this ourselves yes. and we don't necessarily have the answers. I think they kind of feel like, oh yeah, okay, you are a human being. Like, okay, great. And yeah. that kind of allows us to bond a little bit deeper to some yes. degree. So no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It creates connection and I think it helps yeah. them to feel seen and to mm-hmm. feel validated that, like, oh, okay, it's not just me. There's others yeah. that are going through this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So tell me a little bit about the work you're doing outside of the therapy room with supporting Mm -hmm. therapist moms, because I know that's something you're really passionate about is supporting moms who are therapists, but not just like sitting on the couch as a client. Exactly. Yes. So I started a um, Facebook group called um, Theramamas Who Mimosa. Um, I don't know where I came up with that name. I think I had some help with it, but I love it. Um, And it's really, it's a Facebook group for therapist moms. And it's just really providing a community for them to not only network, but to also be supported and empowered and have a larger network um, because we're isolated to some degree, you know, mm-hmm. some of us do work telehealth at home. So we're yeah. not seeing our clients in person. So we don't get that energy from them. Or, you know, I just opened a collective because I was the only one in my office and I was lonely and I was seeing clients in person, but that's not what I was looking for. I wanted sure. other clinicians. So this Facebook group has offered that. Um, and like the local people that are in that group, we get together um, once a month for coffee or brunch or whatever. Um, this weekend, I'm hosting a self-care Sunday. There will be like food and snacks and then relaxation services. So I'm really excited about that. But the big piece that I'm super excited about is the inaugural Theramama retreat. Yes. Tell us um, some more about so, that. Yeah. So it's in a, um, I'm in Missouri again. So we have some wine country area nearby about an hour away. So I have a mansion for us and we're going to be, um, just relaxing and networking with each other is a very small group. Um, we'll be 
going to the wineries. Yes. <laughs> and really just relaxing to give them permission to take care of themselves. And we're not going to talk business, but that will happen anyway. Like that's yeah. just how we operate. Right. But, but really focusing on like, I am pampering them. I have taken care of everything. It's all inclusive. They just need to show up. They don't yeah. have to pay for anything else other than the retreat, yeah. unless they want like other stuff, but it's just focused for them yeah. for that relaxation, like really catering to who they are and letting someone else take care of them for a moment yeah. instead of them taking care of someone else. So I'm well, super excited you, about that. Yeah. Well, as you were talking about <clears throat> like giving themselves permission to take care of themselves, mm -hmm. like what struck me is especially moms were so bad at giving ourselves permission to have time away from our kids to take care of ourselves. Yeah. But then I think for therapists, we're also bad at it. I, I see so often, I don't want to leave my clients or like, I feel bad taking a week off, even though like I really need it and it's okay that I need vacation or I'm sick. It's not just giving ourselves permission to step away from mm -hmm. our role as a mom, but also our role as therapist and Absolutely. like truly Absolutely. taking off that caregiver hat. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I've really been focusing on just for myself this year is taking that time and allowing myself to, okay, I am sick. I do need to take the day off. My clients will be fine. Like yes. their world does not revolve around me. Right. They'll be fine. My clients, they'll text me if they need something, if they need a phone call or whatever, they send me TikToks all the time, you know, whatever. So yeah. thankfully my clients are very stable. I realize some people work with populations that are not, but we have to, as moms and therapists, as just women, we have to do a better job taking the time and recognizing that if we're burned out, we are not functional in any of our roles. Those roles are also going to suffer. If personally we're burned out, we're tired, we're anxious, whatever the case may be, right. those roles are also going to be affected. And as I continue to wrap my head around that, that makes it easier for me to give myself permission to, I just went on a girl's weekend <laughs> this past weekend and it was great. And I kind of didn't want to come home, but my husband was, and I mean, we had just been gone for a week, the yeah. like two weeks prior for my daughter's spring break. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Please go. Like, it's yeah. totally fine. That support from him is, is huge. And I realize some people don't have that right. and that really sucks, but we still have to do that for ourselves. Well, and I think it's also to reframe it when we're struggling with it. Of This is also a way for me to model, whether it's for my clients yes. or for my kids, <clears throat> how to care for yep. ourselves, right? Like no one would be like, yeah, I want my kid to grow up and burn out. Right? <laughs> no one would want that. No one that. says that. <laughs> right. How are they going to learn mm -hmm. what it means yeah. to take care of yourself before you you're there yep. if we're not showing them how. Yep. 
in February, I went to um, South Carolina for a work summit and my daughter was like, mommy, why do you have to go? I don't want you to go. And I told her, I said, honey, it's good for us to have some time away from each yeah. other. We live together all the time. We see each other all the time. It's good for us to be away. It's good for you to go and spend the night at Papa's house. It's good for you to go to a friend's house. It's good for mommy to go on a work trip or a fun trip. And I said, when you're older, you'll understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it is hard when they say that. Like, do you have to go? You're like, oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you're like, yes, I do. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> yeah. And then like the big old hugs and like perfect behavior when you get home is worth it. <laughs> right. Well, if somebody wanted to learn more about your retreat or connect with you, where can they find you? Um, they, Oh gosh, I'm all over the place. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I don't do a whole lot on Instagram cause I'm old and I don't understand it, but anyway, <laughs> um, so Facebook, um, Theramamas Humamosa. And then my website is um, followyourarrow.info. Um, and so I have like regular um, client stuff. And then I have a tab for therapists and my, the retreat is there on Instagram. I am the underscore mom underscore therapist. And if someone's interested about the retreat, where can they either sign up or learn more about that? Yeah. On the website under that therapist tab, there is a link for the, the retreat itself. And then they can schedule or email me through there too. They can schedule a, like an information call so we can kind of chat. Um, but all the all the info, all the goods are on there. Yeah. And I know you said that for listeners who are interested in the retreat, that they can send you a message and they may even get a discount on their Absolutely. registration. Yes. Yes. We'll have yes. all that information in the show notes on how you Welcome. can do that um, and how you can yes. reach out to Mackenzie about that. Awesome. Well, Mackenzie, I'm so glad to have you on the show today and to get a chance to connect with you. I think these are important conversations yeah. that we're having as moms and as women, because this isn't easy work. And it's like you said, when our clients are having that shared common experience, you're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'm not alone. And then when you connect with other therapists who are moms and who are women and they're going through it, you're like, oh my gosh, I really am not alone. You right? get all of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Thanks for having me. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. I'm sure this won't be our last time chatting and I look forward to connecting again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower to join us. I'll see you back here next week.